brought to you by M3X3 Clothing. Men make moves and suckers stand still. Welcome to Intellectually Petty Radio. Your talent gets you here. It's your story that makes it successful. Ah, it's working on that shit, man. Trying to come up with a new little little, little phrase. Um, and I forgot what, I, what the hell I was going to say. It's, I think it's the absolute. It's actually the heat. It's hot as hell. This shit is unfair. If I wanted to get some down south weather, I would have moved down south. This shit is 90-something degrees, and it is unfreaking fair to humanity. No individual should have to endure the heat that we've had to endure over the last day or so. Actually, the last couple of days. It's just been ridiculous. And I am waiting on my guest for the for this evening, uh, Janae Butler. She's just going to be running just a couple minutes late. Um, but... In the meantime, yeah, I just can't talk worth this shit today. In the in yeah, in between time and in the meantime, um, earlier today about three o'clock, I had the honor of speaking with Malik Simmons. Uh, very powerful conversation, man. I definitely enjoyed that. I want to shout out to my brother Nate for hooking that up. Um, definitely appreciate that one, bro. I can't thank you enough. Shout out to Official Gray, too. Um, if you don't know who that brother is, please go look him up. Plant-based dripping is the brand. It's everywhere. Uh, he got the clothing. Actually, I bought a couple mugs, coffee mugs myself. The coffee mugs are dope. You do not have to be a vegan to support greatness, okay? Um, however, he is like he is the, the vegan um, and... Dude can flow. Like, let's keep it a buck. Uh, he put me up on an interview with the remix guy, DJ Sway, uh, last week. And that was really, really dope conversation, man. I just, uh, it's been a good year. Not even going front. It has been a really good year. And it's only going up. It is only going up. Been tapping into some new listeners. That's pretty dope. Um, the, the level of guests that I'm getting is, is well, I've always been kind of lucky in that aspect. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if it's luck, skill, whatever habit, I'll take it. Um, had Geechee Gotti on uh, two weeks ago. If you're not into the URL, please, man, that is that is a, the purest form of emceeing, if you ask me, is battle rap. And he is the face. He is the URL. Uh, Minister Freedom was on last, what was that, two weeks ago. Very, very, very powerful brother out of Detroit. Um, you definitely want to catch that one. He dropped gym after gym after gym. I had uh, Bet the House podcast and my boy uh, E-Block Radio. Well, that's not his name, but. That's what he represents. Um, we talked hip hop. Now was on what three weeks ago. DeShield Smith, oh my God, a phenomenal musician out of Atlanta. Uh, he's got a really dope show. Uh, not, not, he's got his own show that's dope, but he also has a show with Malcolm Jamal Warner that uh, is pretty phenomenal. Ashton Burrell, 
man, please go check that brother out. He's doing phenomenal things for the community in New Jersey. Jada Shooter, my man, is killing the game on YouTube. Um, and a staunch proponent of our Second Amendment rights. And while I'm on that, if, if you if you rock with the show for any length of time, you know that I've had Grandmaster Jay on the show several times. He's a friend of the show, uh, and he was convicted recently. Um, it it this shit is tough, and 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 not just because he was convicted, but the fact that. As a, as a community, we did not look out for this brother at all. And not to say that, you know, like he, 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 you know, not to say that some of us didn't. Okay. Uh, am I bad? And let me see. Yeah, there we go. And if necessary, I have to send it back. Ain't no big deal right there. Uh, was, just give me a second. I'm sorry. I was trying to uh, get in contact with what well, I won't say get in contact. I was responding to uh, my guest for this evening, uh, Ms. Butler. So, um, and shout out to whoever that is that's tapped in on Facebook. And do me a favor. Oh, that, I think that's my brother, man. Shout out to you, bro. That's pretty dope, man. Um, I was gonna say do me a favor and share this shit, but I don't have to, man. I guess the he 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 been on it. I have to give him credit, man, and and that means some shit to me. It really does. Cause I'm not big on asking people to do shit, and 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 that maybe that's a character flaw on my part, you know. Maybe I should ask more people to do shit. I don't know, but I I always I've always felt like you know what people are going to do what they want to do. You know, just like me. You know, some things I I will do what I want to do. And I'm trying to, what the hell? It is not letting me, uh, okay. I'm trying to copy this stupid link so I can, uh, bam. So I'm going to send it a link again. Oh, but anyway, uh, back to Grandmaster Jay, man. I think that we failed him as a community, and I've talked about this before. Um, but sometimes, and, and and myself included, I've I've told people over the years, your delivery counts. And sometimes I think that we 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 miss the big picture, looking at the small, the the, the fine print. And I think that's the case with Grandmaster Jay. I think some people, um, for whatever reason, they didn't like him personally, but they didn't see the benefit of what he was trying to sit, trying to do. The, you know, they're not fucking around coalition. We need that. We absolutely need that. And especially the things that have occurred since then. It's it's and it's sad, you know, um and he's not the first one of our leaders that has been locked up and or murdered. This time, you know, we've got social media and we have the ability to connect with one another in uh, a quicker fashion and be much more effective in how we want to move as a collective. 
And I mean, I, I don't think it's too late. I do believe that he will appeal. I'm pretty sure of it. Um, and we need to support that brother. You know, if you see a link and I don't have one, um, if you happen to see a link that says where you can send him money on his books, please send him money on his books. And if I happen to come across one, uh, I will absolutely post that because he used to send me stuff to post. And obviously he can't do that anymore. Um, so unfortunately, I'm a little out the loop on how to help the brother at this point. So if you know something more than me, which is not hard to do, please help me to help that brother. Because I would actually like to put some money on his books as well. Uh, you know, send him a book. You know, if he'd like to call, he can. You know, so just a fucked up situation. Uh, tonight, I really wanted to talk about some hip hop. So let's see. And if for some reason, what I always do, if 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 uh, we have technical difficulties or, or the stream just ain't working, which has happened in the past, we can always go back to old reliable and that's blog talk. And that's why I spend that thirty nine ninety nine every month and been doing so for years just in case. And usually I have like backup talking points and shit like that, or I just kind of, uh, I don't know, make up shit as I go until, <laughs> until my guest uh, comes on. Yeah, let's see. Uh, Drake is dropping tonight at midnight. I hope it's Drake rapping. Like, I really don't want to hear the, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. I fucks with it, but I don't really want to hear Drake uh, singing and shit. Okay, we, we have got Janae Butler in the building, um, the hip-hop analyst, the founder of the Hip-Hop Union, and overall just dope-ass individual. Welcome to the conversation, Queen. Hello, How you doing? Hello. Can you see me? I'm okay. I can't see myself. I can see you. Okay. Can you turn your phone to the side for me? Yes, hold on. Can you see me? Oh, here we go. Here we go. I'm coming. That's perfect. That's good. Am I, am I too far? Oh. No, that's perfect. I love the TV, too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> How you good doing? Good you in the background. I'm wonderful. How about yourself? It's so good to see you. It's good to see you. I'm doing great. How's your family? Oh, family is perfect. God is good. God is great. I'm glad All to the be time. here tonight. Yes, absolutely. I was just sitting up here rambling. Well, I wasn't rambling. I was talking about a brother I know that that, that uh, recently got incarcerated. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, oh, okay. I don't know if you you don't know if you've heard of Grandmaster Jay. Um, yes, but he, I've had him on the show a few times. Mm-hmm. Friend of the show, and unfortunately, you know the uh, the powers that be arrested and convicted that man of some yeah, really no, that sad was shit. that was yeah, that was that was just horrible and you know one of the things that you know we're working on doing with the hip-hop union is having a legal aid piece to where that can help you know folks and things of that nature as well yeah um they were determined to get that brother and when the feds come after you right their, their success rate speaks volumes it's like 98, 97% or some, some ridiculous mm-hmm. shit, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but for those that are listening, if you are unfamiliar, please look up Grandmaster J um, and please donate to his legal defense fund because I know he is going to appeal this. All right. Great. Now, Good to hear. Hip hop. Yes. 
Hip Hop Union. Why did you start that and what exactly is that? Well, that's a very great question. Okay, so let me give you the background and you may be one of you that have this background. So the Hip Hop Union, um, we started the social services of hip hop. My background is in social work. So mm -hmm. I started out, um, let me just give you a little background about myself and then you could, because that's how we got here. And so started out um, Hot 97 Hot Shots, Long Island University as a basketball player, Hall of Fame basketball player, 1,000 points, 1,000 rebounds um, at Long Island University, Brooklyn, at the height of hip-hop. Started uh, my first company, Diva Dividends, with my roommate in, uh, I think, 1997. And so this was a psychological management company that we were thinking we could you know, you do the psychological management to get people. My background was psychology, right? Mm -hmm. So we started playing for the Hot 97 Hot Shots and realized that the psychological management company wouldn't work because it's a, we can only manage one or two people at a time. We can't manage, you know, 100 people and stuff. Right. And so that wasn't going to work. And so um, I went on and kept going on into the business and I created the social services of hip hop in 2000. And that was to identify and remedy problems that affect the growth of hip hop. So then researching what affects the growth of hip hop, it was communication. And the fact that we didn't have, you know, any type of system in place that mm -hmm. really, you know, helped anybody do anything here where this big um, culture that's running the world. But at the same time, uh, you know, we're not communicating We're, you know, we're we're just not communicating. And so that's where the hip hop union came. So in 2005, we created the hip hop union. In mm -hmm. 2009, we launched it um, with Reverend Jesse Jackson Sr. in the Rainbow Push Wall Street Project in New York. And um, from that point there, we've been opening up doors. Now you hear everybody saying legends. And let me just tell you, you know, and Anybody can fight me on this, is but 2009 <laughs> artists were not making money. Or the artists in our generation were the true school, the the uh, <clears throat> the legends were not making money in mm -hmm. hip hop, and so we pushed the line. And you know, and we have to give a lot of credit to Reverend Jesse Jackson Sr. because his um, network of you know, commissioners from the FCC and all these other places really helped move the needle forward. And our, the hip hop union's goal was to, um, uh, to, a, uh, um, a group, a body of, uh, what is it? A body of entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. businesses and entrepreneurs with a collective interest to get benefits, rights, and respect for hip hop. And we've done me, that over the last 15 let me, years. Let me ask you so a I'm question. I'm glad though. to say that. Sure. Um, the Reverend Jackson. Yes, yeah, sure. Um, I don't know. Uh, he just beloved by a lot. Also polarizing to some. Absolutely. That, how 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 was that? How was his name accepted in hip hop when you first came out? Oh, that was that's a you. I love you already because that's <laughs> right. You know. So again, two thousand and nine wasn't nobody hearing nothing about Jesse Jackson. They was like, Jania, what are you talking about? And so my job was to connect him with pop culture and to bridge the civil rights and the hip hop gap. 
mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. that was a very disconnected culture and a very disconnected thing in this whole process, right? So he wasn't accepted. This was on the, the tail end of, you know, him, you know, being in rap songs and Ice Cube songs and, you know, all this, you know, the F Jesse Jackson thing. So yeah. he, and so I remember he was very like, I'm not doing this. You know what I'm saying? Like, how, how dare you come to me with this? And I'm like, listen, <laughs> this is, we have to change this. And he's looking at me like, is this girl crazy? Yes. You know, I'm crazy enough to push the envelope. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm glad that I did because, you know, I, I figured that it would be his power, right? And our power together that would formulate the power. And it, and it was correct because, like I said, now, you know, hip hop is, you know, further in education, sports, um, politics, which is the big part. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was able to really open a lot of doors through this. And I'm, so I'm happy to say that, you know, I come from the school of Jesse Jackson. I don't think um, I don't think his camp has done enough to, to let let the rest of us know what he's doing. Right. And you know why? Because he continues to work. Is there no really time in the organization to stop and say, oh, look at what we're doing? Because he keeps working. He outworks everybody. He outruns everybody. And still to this day with Parkinson's disease and everything like that, it's still to this day he's working and outworking everybody and, you know, thinking about what's going to happen with the people and what are the, you know, what are the key pieces and things with that. Mm, that's interesting. And I, I have to apologize to you because I completely butchered your first name. I'm sorry. It's Jania. So I always say in hip hop terms, it's gin and juice in your knee. So Jania, long <laughs> E, little A. <laughs> you got it now. Right? You'll never say it wrong again. All right. So, um, and I... I've asked, you know, like when I have somebody on and we talk in hip hop, I always ask this one. What was your I fell in love with hip hop moment? Well, uh, that's a good one. So my brother. Um, so it's funny. and it, it, This is funny. You you got some good questions. So well, my brother is four years older than me. He was the type of guy like, don't come in my room. So I used to sneak in his room. And so I used to listen to hip hop. I used to, I remember, you know, the one that really stuck to me was, it's Jimmy, the J, the I, the N, the N, the Y. Yeah, that's classic right there. It's Jimmy. That's classic right there. And so I remember, you know, sneaking into my brother's room, listening to Public Enemy and really, you know, but, and so that's when I really fell in love with hip hop. But then I didn't even realize that like Curtis Blow and basketball, you know, I'm a basketball player. So I used to Mm -hmm. love, I used to play Curtis Blow's album over and over again. Why? (laughs) Nah. Little did I know what white lines were at the time. But yeah, I, don't I think was white lining really. it. They're playing basketball. Yeah. I'm such a, a hip hop head. You wouldn't even understand. Such a hip hop head. And all right, so, so so what was your first record that you that you actually bought? Mm, that's a good one. I'm not sure. And um 
let me see the first record that I bought. I'm not sure. I don't have that recollection of stuff because I was always highly supportive. Let me see my because you and then my parents bought me a lot of stuff. So my my first hip hop record that was bought for me was Curtis mm -hmm. Blow. It definitely was. Um, my mother bought me the Fat Boys. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. Like Your my mother fucked with hip hop from, from, from day one. But can, can you can you can I tell you that Crush Groove is my favorite movie of all times. Like oh that God. was it for me. Crush Groove. I remember was it. Going I knew to see that hip hop was vividly. it for me at that point. Like we dressed up like the movie theater that we went to. I'm from Detroit. Uh -huh. I don't know, it's probably a couple miles away. I mean, we all had on our Adidas, had on our hookups the whole night, and we walked up to this movie theater. And when I tell you this shit was like a concert, like I, I'm 50 years old, and I remember seeing that movie the first time like it was yesterday. That right. shit was such an event in my life. Wow. Yes. Crush Group. Shout out to, I, to Rush. Yes. And so that's where, you know, I love the Fat Boys, and I love the movie disorderlies um kurowski shout out rest in peace prince marky d and and buffy rest easy to those kings so what do you think about hip-hop today well you know hip-hop has always been a creative form you know mm -hmm. we've always looked at it in you know it from a creative aspect and and everything like that. So I feel like these kids are being very creative, but I don't think the kids should lead the culture. Hip hop is turning 50 years old this year. And hip hop is turning 50 years old this year. And um, we have to act like that. You know what I'm saying? We have to act like the, the culture has matured. We have to act like the culture can move forward economically, visibly, and just in so many different ways. I don't know if 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 some of the old heads have been productive leaders and willing ambassadors to pass the torch. What they've done is they've sat on their perch. Some of them are giving hip hop away to other folks. I don't like that. Secondly, a lot of them have passed judgment on this generation, like our parents, some of them, a lot of them passed judgment on hip hop. We've turned into the old heads we didn't want to turn into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it, well, what when when I when you say that, there's there's some truth. Sorry for my background. There's some truth to that. Mm -hmm. You're all right. Um, sorry. I'll just put it back on. There's some truth to that mm -hmm. in the sense that see, here's the problem. It's not that they didn't take ownership and didn't take leadership. There was drugs involved early on in hip hop, right? A lot of people got caught up in drugs. Got a lot of people got big headed. This was something new. So it was something that exploded, right? Mm -hmm. And so the the pioneers exploded with it, right? Yeah. But the what I love about it is that they also came back around, right? They also came back around and, and came and now we have to pass them the torch. It's the the the, prop, the reason why they didn't 
passed the torch was because they weren't fulfilled. So when hip hop is now a $684 billion industry and you're not even getting 1% of that, but you're one in 10 people that started that, there becomes an internal problem and an internal struggle there. You understand? So there's, so I can't let that go because this is something that I started and I'm not finished. And so I think that what we have to do and see is that there's enough room for everybody where you know, there's levels to when when we were when I was looking at the hip hop union and looking at the classic hip hop piece. And see, we've come, we've come, and we we pushed for these boom radio stations. There is a market for that. And mm-hmm. see, we give hip hop to the youth, right? But again, hip hop is grown. There's something for everybody. And that was what hip hop was based on in the beginning was that it was something for everybody. Mm. I don't eh. That's a it's it's I, I get it. Like like it is it is tough when you like first generation and to you know, you, you don't have a baseline to to go from. Right. So you're kind right. of making everything up as as yeah. you go. Yeah, um, you making the book. Yeah. Is there anything that they can do better that you recommended? Well, yeah. I mean, there's there's everything that we can do better. The great part is that we have time. But then we mm-hmm. have to look, too. We've lost a lot of people over these last couple of years, and we may not have time. And so what we have to do is we have to get it down. We have to be unselfish. We don't necessarily have to pass the torch, but mm-hmm. what you have to do is you have to be open for what hip hop has created. People, some people are selfish right now because they created this phenomenon and they yeah. want their fair share of the phenomenon. And I get that, but there is plenty of space for the the legacy that you created, and that's the part that we've got to see and get out of each other's way. And that's not just in hip hop, that's in black culture across the board, you know? So black culture across the board, we need to stop stabbing each other in the back. Stop, oh uh, stop really being these crabs in the barrel and, you know, start with yourself. Just stop doing it yourself and, you know, and work on that first before you worry about what somebody else is going to do. That's absolutely true. We we definitely just as a community have to do better. Um, and and hip hop has been at the forefront in a lot of aspects of our culture. And maybe this is one of the times we can really be at the forefront. Is there anybody in particular? Like I seen you would go. Was that with, with Ghostface? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest Ghostface fan. No. I, how I, could you not be? I'm just not. I'm just not. I don't know. Like I, I, I have you listened to him? Um, I think that you gotta listen to him because if you listen to Ghost, he has a very creative sense to him. Um, very clever mind. Um, very genius in his writing and his thought patterns. And and a lot, you know, I I give him top five. I definitely give top him five. Top what? Five. Top five MCs. Oh he hell no! The best, oh, no, no. best storytellers, hands down, hands oh. down, top five. You gotta listen, one hundred percent. Creativity, I even... everything. Are you kidding? 
No, no, I'm not. And I, like I under, I get it. Like I, me and me and one of my boys, just, he's he's from Queens. Mm-hmm. Go, literally, probably once a month we have Ghost versus somebody, and I'm always the somebody. Like Ghost is his guy. Right, um, right, right. I told him, I, and I told him, I said I'm gonna fuck around and have Ghost on the show one day. Yeah, no, sure. And he's a he's also a a a strong leader. Like we're working with him with some great stuff. You should see he's 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 always been the lead in hip hop. And I think that's what people miss about him because mm-hmm. he's a quiet uh assassin, if you will, you know, and very thoughtful in his ways. And you know, I'm so I'm very impressed by, you know, who he's become over these years, you know? That's dope and much needed, especially for, for the union. I think that, that that would, you need like one one piece that is out there in front that people recognize. Right, exactly. And he absolutely, like Wu-Tang, it doesn't get any bigger than Wu-Tang. No, it doesn't. And, and you know, it's, I'm so excited to do um, work with them. So, it you know and then just a lot of other hip hop artists we've touched pretty much everybody you know we've we've gone around we've got everybody's input you know and now we're even able now to offer you know preventative health care services through the really? company thirty dollars a month yes you know so um, I'm at Jania Butler if anybody is interested in preventative services um, for medical care. $30 a month. And dope. so we've been working to get, you know, different things for our culture um, in place. You know, it's wonderful. That is absolutely phenomenal. Okay, but you got ghosts in your top five. I'm sorry, I'm stuck. Yeah, on absolutely. Who's the other four? Um, Rakim. Okay, I can see Rakim. Jay-Z. I can see Jigga. So that's my three. Um, and that, so that's Ghost, Rakim, Jay-Z. Um, phew, uh, I'm I'm going Black Thought. Um, Ugh. yeah, I'm. Uh, how could what are you? How could you? <sighs> and then you know, and I'm just gonna give you know, I'm gonna give a slot to Biggie and Tupac. You know, I'm gonna go five and six. Oh my God! Let me Black hear your th- top five. I sure want to hear this one. Okay, I'm I, I I'm gonna give you uh Tupac definitely. That's my goat. Um, and it's not even close for me. Okay. Um, You're a goat. Yes, I mean, absolutely. Okay. Yes. I want to, let me hear the next one. Scarface. I, I, Wait, I, where are you from? I'm from Detroit. Okay. This is why you're, this is why, but go ahead. I mean, this, like, like, I would I said, say that you would have to go top five from where you're from, but go ahead. So you got Tupac. We got Scarface. Okay, I got Scarface. Good. That's good for Midwest. Well, Scarface is down south. That's what I mean. That's good. Okay. Um, um, and, um, oh, Scarface is the guy. All right. Um, let me see. Who else I got in there? Um, it depends. I'll say today, LL Cool J. LL Cool J. And yes. you are scarfing at yes. Ghostface. And um, who else did you scarf Ghostface, at? I can understand somewhat because they're. I'm going to have like, to give you a lesson on. Black Thought. I'm, a, I'm the only one saying Black have Thought. Have you heard like, him rock? I don't. It's not. A, it's about making quality songs. Yeah, okay. Me. Have you heard him? And then, yes. 
But here's the other thing. No, you haven't. Because yes, Black I, Thought, Black, Black Black. Thought can get on the stage with anybody and a band and rock out. See, we're looking, you're maybe looking at lyricism, but I'm looking at one. I'm looking at creative. If I put if I put your CD in, in whatever, or if I well now if I stream your music, mm-hmm. but if I can I put on and, and listen to 70% at least of your shit. I can't do that with Black Thought. Yes, you can if you wanted to. I mean, well, and I'm I from could... and I'm from Philadelphia too. So so that's so again, that's why I say that it's where you're from too, because you know the roots that are from does Philly. Play, yeah, that does play it does, somewhat, but like I I I respect Scarface one hundred percent, but nobody from down south or across the country would be in my top five. And see, that's know, just, that's just it just wouldn't happen. Because how you top five and mm-mm. go ahead now. You owe me three though. Wait a minute. All right. So I got threes already. I got LL. Oh, yeah. I got LL. uh LL. Tupac. I got Scarface. I um I'll take Rakim. That's four. Um and I'm trying Nas. Okay. You know, Nas is safe, but you know what? Nas lost me on Uchi Wally. Uh, you know, I had an I had an ex boyfriend in college that was that was from Queens. Okay, my first my first bout with Queens, and he loved him some Nas. Oh, Nas is the greatest. Nas, oh, he just loved him some Nas. Nas is everything. Get out of here, will you? And um, and I listened to Nas. I had to listen to it. You know, it was it was part of the regime at this point. But then. When he did Uchi Wally, he lost was, me all the yeah, way. You know, trash. where are you going yeah. with this? It was it was horrible. Not that even was, lie. And so he's but you're he's your top five. And then if if um in the same light, my homeboy, um, this is the irony of working with Ghostface. In the same light, my homeboy used to beat me in the head about Ghostface every time I went to see him in Connecticut. Oh, Ghost got some new stuff out, Ghost got this, Ghost got that. And he kept the he really kept the mm-hmm. uh, industry alive by pushing everybody, rest in peace to DJ K Slay, by pushing everybody to get on songs and to do music when people weren't doing the music. And I give him a lot of credit for that. But my okay. homeboy would say, look, Ghost, I'm telling you, Ghostface, man, I'm telling you. And I'll be like, all right. And then I, <laughs> and he forced me to listen. And I was like, oh, okay, Ghostface is all right, you know? So and he's he's very versatile, you know. He does the the love ballads and he does the you know the killer ballads and then you know he does the you know the f the fuck excuse me the fu ballads, you know. So he does. I I just I enjoy him. I think um, most people you're either a Ray or a Ghost fan. Oh damn, I'm not sure what happened, but she hung up on me. Uh, maybe it was the ghost face. I'm sorry, ghost. Okay, I'm not, I had to be honest though. Um, but my <laughs> my point. I'm not sure what that was. Let me text her back. Um, let her know that was not me. Uh, 
man. Oh, I'm, Henny is going to lose his shit. I, 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 <laughs> like, he is going to lose his mind. She got Ghostface Killer in her top five. Um, That's a first for me. That's absolutely a first for me. I don't recall anybody else that I know, not even Henny, would ghost in this top five. Although, I will say that between him and Black Thought, I would put him over Black Thought. And yeah, I know what my issues, my personal issues with Black Thought. Um, but not personal shit. Well, it's not personal issues because that implies that he even knows me and he doesn't. Um, it's my personal issue with Black Thought. But outside of that, just straight up hip hop on some hip hop shit. I absolutely would pick Ghostface over Black Thought. Um, and he just like song wise. I just and I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of either. We've we've established that. But song wise, Ghost absolutely takes more chances. Um, is more diverse and makes shit that I like more than Black Thought. And that's just me. Uh, I get it, the whole band and everything, but sometimes I think the band can be a crutch. Like when he did that, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, on Flex. It was fucking phenomenal. The freestyle. Uh, I don't even want to call shit a freestyle anymore because it's absolutely not a freestyle. Like it's it's dudes that not only come with the bars already written. Well, everybody comes with the bars already written, but then they come they they tell the person what beat they want to use and bring their own beat. Like it's just it, it's. I wish they really. I really do wish they would stop calling it a freestyle. Anyway, though, um, I will absolutely listen to to Ghostface, and then he's got the Wu Tang. You know, like when Ghost is on the woo, you know, like his his camp is better than the roots. And it's not even close. All right. I'm, I'm sure back. What? I'm so sorry. I was we had the greatest conversation and, and I just had a blackout. I, I don't I'm, I, it's okay. I'm like, damn, did I do something? I don't no. think I did. Um and what I was saying, though, in your absence was that, like, of the two, like, if it was, you know, I, I can understand Ghost more than Black Thought. Like, I would actually, you know, like, I would pick Ghost over Black Thought any day of the week. And uh -huh. the reason the reason being is, be, like, go, like you said, Ghost has taken way more chances musically. Right. I, I'll give him that, that he's probably taken more chances than 90% of MCs. And he also has one of the most um, the most albums in the catalog in all of the hip hop artists, I think, next to KRS One. KRS One might have the most, but I think he and KRS One, depending on what you're calling studio albums and mm -hmm. what you're calling, but he mm -hmm. and KRS One, which is another one. And, you know, and I would, I would give KRS One top two. You know, I would put KRS One in my top five. Uh, you know, you say, like uh, I don't, I, you know, I don't get where you're coming from here. Cause you East Coast bias. Let's be let's be one hundred percent and always will be because everything else is an imitation. Now, what we can say is who's who's top five down south, who's top five west coast, because 
you know, I like E40. I like Ice Cube. I, you know, I like Snoop. You know, you like know what's Matt funny about the E40? I have, I think E40 and 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 Ghostface are the same person on different coasts, and I have told people this, I, and they get so pissed off at me. But I didn't tell well, them that see, E40 is the, e the West Coast, right? I see how eccentric E40 is, and I get where you're coming from. You know, Ghost with the uh, uh, they make up shit, and it becomes yes. part of our yes. own dialogue. Yes, one hundred. Keep it a buck. One hundred percent. And they're completely different than anybody else. One hundred percent, and that's what I—that's what I like about both of those. And I—I I kind of like that. I kind of like that you put them together and said this is, you know, the West Coast version of the Ghostface. And I think that E Forty would love that, you know, that mention. Oh well, one of these days he'll—he'll he'll probably hear this. Um, but I will say, like, as far as as far as sonically and style-wise, Detroit and the Bay Area have always had a kinship even to really? this day oh now you want to get kinship with the bay area so hey, I've been i, I out make here. it up now e40 is from a different side of the bay that i'm not sure that i've been to but mm -hmm. i know um i've been to oakland and i respect them you know they're like to me oakland is like the harlem of mm. california okay see i've never been to the i've got a cousin that goes out there all the time and but musically, this especially now the sounds are a lot similar. Right. You know, like some of the the upper echelon, like the like I'm a big Mozzie fan. Mm -hmm. Like that that guy of this generation is you, he can't do anything wrong. Like that dude rarely misses for. Nothing. And you know, and see that's one thing is I think that we need to connect our music and our coast better. There's yeah. a sound on the East Coast that you know if I was to have to love west coast music like one of the reasons why a lot of new yorkers stay in new york is because we can't take the music other places right so we can't yeah. digest how this music and the you know all that stuff we can't do that you know you guys can come to us because again we're the foundation and but we can't go to you and and just know what's going on but i think that we need more transition across the country as far as different dialects and dialogues and you know having more of a you know a really strong existence with one another because i i don't i can't i can't co-sign mozzie but guess what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go check him out oh to do a really authentic brother um jeez and like uh like michigan has like a sound now mm -hmm. unfortunately with like most of the detroit cats it's the same shit repeatedly. Um, and so what's um so this Mozzie, he's from Michigan. No, he's from I want to say Sac is it Sacramento? Somewhere in the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. It might be Sacramento. Um but yeah, he's just just uh actually he just signed, well, I won't say signed, did a partnership with CMG. Mm-hmm. So uh he's pretty dope for me. Uh, I'm trying to think who, like, uh, I swear Vezo, no, I do, kills me for saying that. Out of Detroit, it's just my guy. Like, I'm one of those, I like ratchet shit a lot of the times, but I also like the new Kendrick album. I thought that was pure genius. Right. You know, um, and, and therein lies the rub. I don't think that we have enough of both. We just got way too much ratchet shit 
and not enough. It, like the Kendrick album was so unique. Yeah. That it and shouldn't Ghost be has that a placement. Ghost has a placement on that one. Ha ha. Now. See? <laughs> He's got a placement. Number one album in America. Well, I'm not saying it, brother. is like trash or nothing. I know you're not, but, but top five. He not, 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 not. I'm I going wonder, to convince you. We're going to have to go on. A what is, I wonder what journey. what he thinks. I wonder where he puts him. Well, I think he would be very modest um, about it, but you know, I think that he would, you know, sneak in. He he go, um, you know, under his breath. I think he would say, "I'm t- I'm definitely top five. I, I don't I don't want that shit. Like if I'm gonna talk to you as an MC, I want the the Jordan in you to come out. I want the asshole I think in it you will. to come out. You know, I think it will. But he's just a really humble person, you know, and respects other people's crafts as well. And I think that you need to add all of that into mm-hmm. the equation to really Damn, I'm not, we just having all type of issues because you just went mm-hmm. silent there for a second. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. Um, Somebody was... They were calling. Okay. Oh, you know what? When we didn't talk about the clothing, Fly Girl. Yes, Fly Girl. Well, Fly Girl's me. So this actual, um, let me see if I can see it, push it right. This actual tattoo right here, that's a tattoo. Okay. So that's a, um, oops, sorry. I'm all over the place. I'm not a zoomer. <laughs> I don't know where I'm supposed to be now. Can you see me? Because I can't see. I, I cannot. Hold on one second. Uh-uh. I can hear you, though. You can hear me, but you need to see me. I'm somewhere. Oh, here we are. You are somewhere. <laughs> I'm somewhere here. So, yeah, because I was like, I see you. I see, I hear you. So, um, yeah, so Fly Girl, again, Fly Girl's not... Uh, um, okay, so, well, my my teammates bought me this tattoo right here, the, mm-hmm. the Fly Girl. My mm-hmm. teammates bought that. That's on my leg. and And so... I made it as my tattoo because it was my signature, like for the longest time. So my teammates bought it, 1997, um, for my my graduation and you know finish of co- collegiate basketball. And mm-hmm. again, I had a thousand points, thousand rebounds, people. So I went and got that. I went and got that money early. You know, <laughs> taught myself how to go out here and get this. And so the Fly Girl brand is a play on words. And so uh, one of the old OGs on 111th Street, Preston, mm-hmm. um, like 111th Street uh, OG, I used to like, because I'm, I'm a basketball player. So most of the time, like you see me right now, I got a hoodie on and, you know, I'm chilling. I'm a chill person. But then when, you know, I put it on and when I used to go out at night, on 111th Street in Harlem, he used to always scream, fly girl, fly girl. He used to always scream, like, to let me know that he would see me mm-hmm. and see that I was um, going out. Like, he knew that I was changing changing up. And so he mm-hmm. would every time, and it was almost like a ritual that I would look down the block and, you know, and he coming in, going out, you know, he would fly girl, rest in peace, Preston. And so the brand it's a play on words because it's like fly girl. You know, I, one of the things I've spent a lot of my career working with men and um, trouble that risk men across the board. And mm-hmm. then one day I was in school, a school and I was doing oh, a princess program or a queen program. And I looked at the little girls and I realized we hadn't given them the game. 
Like mm. these little girls don't have the game. And, you know, and I, something just, you know, made me like swallow and think really hard just now because look at the results. And I want to say that this was less than 10 years ago, but that I realized this and I said, the girls need some help. We spent a lot of time getting our men and boys together, but now mm. we have to spend time getting our young ladies together and fly girls really going after what you want, you know, really following and chasing your dream um, to the 10th power and not letting anybody get in the way. And that was always my message in basketball because people told me I couldn't get a scholarship and, you know, the whole nine yards and I couldn't you know, do whatever it was I wanted to do. Somebody told me that I couldn't do it. And that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lie. <laughs> so so you grew up in Harlem? No, actually I grew up in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. So I'm I'm an import to New York. So mm -hmm. um uh born in Philadelphia um raised in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, um got a scholarship to Long Island University, Brooklyn, and then the rest was history. You know, I kind of mapped my whole plan out. I tell the kids that when I was in the 10th grade, I decided that I was gonna go get a scholarship. I wasn't sure if my mom and dad could pay for me to go to college and I wasn't staying home. You know, like I was like, <laughs> they're not about to tell me <laughs> that I I like that go. in you. Yeah, no, for sure. I was like, they're not about to tell me that they don't have enough money for me to go to college. So I'm going to go ahead and get that scholarship. And I kind of put my head down and just was like, worked really hard. And, you know, it, it was it was until the very end. And that's another people I think another thing that people should know is that, you know, go go to the very end. Most people quit before the blessing gets there, you know, yes. and when yes. most people quit right before the blessing. And so if you feel like quitting, don't quit because it's what's on the other side is what you need and what you want, you know? So that's the, you know, that's the big thing with that. It's hard to know, like when it's quitting or when it's moving on because it no, it's just not going to work for you. Well, see, it, I, I don't know because if you're in touch and another thing, you got to be in touch with God somehow, you know, mm -hmm. you got to be in touch with your higher power, whatever mm -hmm. you call that. But you, if for, for me, if you're not identifying with a higher power, then you're not somehow identifying with yourself. You're, you're kidding yourself somewhere along the line. Right. And and you really, the quitting or going on is you have to trust yourself, right? You yeah. have to be able to trust that inner strength and that inner spirit in you. And you know what? It's also experience, right? You know, I found now in my life, you know, at this, in this chapter in my life, that experiences, the experiences that God has given me before have dictated the experiences that I'm having now. And yeah. so he's showing me, you know what happens when you do that, right? You know what's going to happen if you do it like that. And so, That's you facts. know, God tests us, you know, for our past, you know, for changing things and for really setting things straight and for you know the things that we want but you have to be in touch with yourself and to be in touch with yourself you can't be a mess and chaos with everybody else either you know so it so it's a lot that you have to go through 
within yourself to really get to the place where you'll know when it's time to move on and you'll know when it's time to hold on, but it will tell you. Yeah. Okay. Now, hell, I could use that advice myself. Sometimes I <laughs> we all can. I was you listening. Know? I was talking to myself, by the way. I just want you to know. <laughs> I was talking straight to myself. Hey, that's the best conversation. You know, you have to I, encourage yourself sometimes. Yes, you do. You know what? I was talking to somebody else today that said the exact same thing. You got to be your own biggest cheerleader. Because not right. everybody sees your vision. At That tunnel may be just big enough for you to see down. What do you mean not everybody sees your vision? Nobody sees your vision okay <laughs> it's your vision you know i used to be married my cousin be like it's your vision it's yours um you can see part of this but no it it and i've learned that it is your vision and nobody is going to baby it like you you know i've been on this crusade you know for not since 1997 telling people hip-hop is going to hit a wall Hip hop is going to need some counseling. Hip hop, and look, everybody's like, "Whatever, Jania, will you go ahead?" I'm like, "I'm telling you." Oops, sorry. I'm like, "I am telling you that this is going to happen," and nobody believed me. But now, look at me now. What's your biggest before? And I'm gonna wrap it up after this question. Sure. What's your biggest fear for hip hop? Wow, what a question. You are amazing. I love this. Well, what you. is my my biggest fear is that we don't reach our fullest potential. Hip hop is a world power and should be at the world table. And um, as far as economics, everything, you know, when Putin sits down and talks, you know, Black America has enough money to uh, to be its own country and hip hop does Man. too. And yes. we have to act like that. We have to, my biggest fear is that we don't um, unite. We don't push things out the way we allow ourselves the space to get money. There's plenty of money. We can spread across this globe. Um, we can lead, you know, and so my biggest fear is that we just don't reach our greatest, our, our, our best powers and reach everything that we need to do. I always say our community is very, a very underutilized community and um, I want to utilize it. I want everybody off the bench, everybody uh, in the game because now is our time and we, that was the time to really put the flag down, right? We have to put mm. our flag down and, and hip hop needs a flag. And, and everybody in hip hop is trying to jockey position. A lot of people see me falling back because I'm not going to compete with you. I'm not going to argue with you. You are my people. We have too many other people to compete and fight with. And that's what's wrong with black people. Now, I'm not fighting with you. We're at Man. war with everybody else. I don't have time to fight with you. Amen to and that. And so we have to we have to stop that because we are at war. So whether we want to sit back and talk about Biden, Trump, and all this, we are at war for our lives. They are trying to kill us at every turn. And I don't have time to fight with a black person. So stop trying to fight with me and let me do my thing and you do your thing. Amen to that. Amen to that. Uh, I guess my biggest fear is that hip hop and and I said this the other day in about twenty years, hip hop is going to be the blues. 
the blues. Wow. Why you say that? It's a genre that we created that we gave away to white folks. Mm, that hurt. We did. And we're giving it away to all kinds of other people, everybody but ourselves. And that says how much hate that we have within our community and within ourselves. And we just have to stop it. We can do it, though. Every community went through this. And yeah. so we have to push and pull and, you know, make some sacrifices. But I believe that, you know, we can get done what needs to be done. Yeah, I believe so, too. Um, And I don't want us to get bored with it. You know, well, keep it fresh. We're at we're you you know we're we're fifty years in, so you know I can't you can't get bored with this. And the blues, I don't know that I don't know the blues went fifty years in. The blues didn't last that long. You know, I think hip hop is the only genre that has broken all races, all religions. I mean, well, the you blues know. has been around longer. Yeah, it but I mean, are people that, making the blues the way that they were? No. Can you sell a blue? Can you no. sell a blues album? No. You know, hip hop has evolved it in through the generations, which the blues music did not. Did you know, not. the blues music stayed with one generation. And that is, yeah. again, what is, you know, key about hip hop is that it can evolve and it can be created in different forms. And it's great. I love it. You know, I love the young, you know, Kodak Blacks, but I just want them to be on a strong page and we have to fight to lead them. They are kids out there. There are kids out there doing all this crazy stuff. And, you know, we were kids too. And so that's the argument. Yeah. But we can, but we have that fun direction. We can't just let them out there by themselves. We have that fun direction because we have to make sure that not only do we survive, but we survive the way that we should and, and thrive the way that we should. Yeah. And what I am seeing though is I'm seeing like, uh, like Mickey Fax has got a school. Um, there's a brother here, Nova the Rebel. Um, he has a school, you know, like that. We we need more. Like we can't wait till they become Kodak Black to say, oh well, now we want to lead you, you know. It's too late then. We 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 have to cap capture them on the way up so they won't feel like we're just trying and to that's such mooch a, off that's of them. Such a hit or miss because there's so many on their way up. It, so it again, is. we have to be able, and that's what again what the hip hop union is about is to bring these pieces together. Like one of the problems that we're trying to identify um, and what we're trying to remedy right now is the fact that you know. If if you're from the old school, you're in the old school. If you're from the true school, you're in the true school. If you're in the new school, you're in the new school. You know, and on up. And they don't they don't cross over. Yeah. So you don't see a soldier boy coming out to a Grandmaster Cas event where he should no. be he should be standing there, you know, loving this. You know, you don't see you know a Kodak Black going to you know a uh, um, a Busta Rhymes concert. You know, so we don't cross we don't cross yeah. the generations, and we need to do that. Like that's our next move is we have to cross generations agree with and appreciate each other now. That would be so dope to have a concert where we just intentional about that. That's that's wonderful. I, I didn't even think about that, but a concert would be amazing. That, it would be, it, and, it, and it would be you know like your man Ghost. <laughs> he, got, he would he, do something like that but he has that he respect would love though to do too something like that mm -hmm. like he's got that respect where he would be able to be one of those bridges you know right uh, like buster rhymes i think he's you know I, Buster I think Rhymes. He's, he's yeah. got a lot of respect 
throughout the spectrum of hip hop. You know, so if, if if you pick certain artists from the old school and certain artists from this school, you know, like there there's some cats I think that would go for it. Um, if people want to get in touch thought. with you, mm-hmm. they want to be become a part of the union or donate or whatever, how mm-hmm. do you go about doing that? Um, you can go to well, you they could just go to my Instagram at this point at Jania Butler J I N E E A and DM me and then I'll send you you know, all the appropriate information. And we're looking for writers right now. So we're looking for writers for the New American newspaper. And we're looking for writers that are experts where we, a New American newspaper is a self-help guide for mm-hmm. entrepreneurs and businesses and hip hop. And we're looking for, you know, different writers that have different stuff. So please inquire within and let us know. We want to hear what's going on and all the great stuff that's going on in hip hop. And we need your help. Okay, um, and I truly, truly, truly appreciate your time, your energy, and your wisdom. Thank um, you. If there's anything that I can possibly do for you, please don't hesitate to let me know. I will, and we will definitely be in touch. And I look forward um, to working with you more often, and you know, seeing you. I, so when you come to the Big Apple, I'm giving you a full tour. Um, you know, and I and I'll and I'll give you, and then we'll go over our ghost face. Um, catalog <laughs> on on the tour on the five barrel tour we'll go over their ghost face catalog. I'm actually okay. thinking about coming that way this summer because my guy uh, has a thing with the Rucker. I've never been to the Rucker. I would love to go. Oh so, well, that's nothing. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, you know that's a, that's kind of like on my bucket list. So that means that thing. you have to come this summer. Yeah, um, well, it's fucking 95 degrees here. I don't even want to leave the basement. Well, we're not there yet, so we still have cool weather. So you've got, our summer's not as hot. Oh, Well, it hasn't been as yet, because everybody's saying that they're burning up, and we're like, can we get some sun? Y'all can have this shit. (laughs) No, we want it, and we want it. We want all the sun, not the smoke. (laughs) (laughs) on that note um i'm gonna shut it down we're gonna have a truly appreciate hey you're welcome anytime just let me know okay i look forward to talking with you again absolutely thanks everybody i'll talk to you soon definitely i talk about ghosts all right all right have a good one um that was dope uh definitely appreciate the build appreciate the honesty um and appreciate what she's doing with the hip-hop union man did you hear that $30 $30 a month for um, for insurance. Oh, wow. Anyway, on, on that note, I am Jobs. This is Intellectually Petty Radio. Oh, and you already know who our sponsor is, M3S3 Clothing. Men make moves and suckers stand still. This is Intellectually Petty Radio. I said that already. Talent gets you on the show, but your story.